we talked about mental health in the workplace. We did talk about mental health in the workplace. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk about, as she just spoiled it again, mental health in the workplace and kind of what that feels like. And yeah. a little bit about our Florida trip. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was awesome. It was good. It was a good. Crazy place. It's going to be a really cool episode. Stay tuned. Bye. Roll the intro. So the big question is this. How are leaders like you that recognize people and technology are the backbone of the company they're building continue to make progress when they have no clear idea on how to develop individuals and utilize technology in a way that helps them remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Tom and Michaela, and welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Hey, everybody, this is Tom and Michaela, and uh, thanks for joining us today on the Heart and Hustle podcast. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Jet lag? A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Trying to catch up. For those of you who may have seen, we we spent about a week or so, a little bit less than a week in Florida, Miami Beach, Fort Lauderdale area for the past few days. That was crazy. That was interesting. Working on a killer tan line here. You see that? <laughs> you I definitely got the farmer's tan going on. I got to work out too a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. So anyways, it was hard to get back. I mean, to sit down and actually do this podcast was taking an effort. I mean. I don't know. Well, it's, have we ever taken that much time off? No. No, we haven't. No. And I mean. No, we still worked a little bit here and there. We did. We still got calls. We still got questions. We still got, um. You know, customers, mm-hmm. clients, staff, you know, you still got to run a company. You don't really get 100% time off. Definitely not. We got to enjoy some time. It was nice. We walked along the beach every morning for seven days. Yeah, that was awesome. We got a little cup of coffee from a guy named uh, Yussi. Yes. Yossi. Good coffee. Yeah, good coffee. Yeah. Anyways, if you're down fun. in the Hollandale Beach area, there's a little park in there, and there's a, there's a guy that sells coffee every morning. So he's a wonderful guy, Joe. So anyways, but... It was tough for me. It's like, you know, it's like I'm thinking about kind of coming back and kind of getting reared up and getting going again. And like my mind is in this this funk of like, you know, how do I actually start this process again? I've only been down for two weeks or for, you know, I'm sorry, like two or three days, you know, a few days. And- well, and plus, you know, being Memorial Day, that's doesn't help either. No, it doesn't. Kind of, I mean, it's good that we had an extra day, but. Yeah, well, it's nice to have the extra day to, you know. Catch up. Focus on those that served and everything else during that day. So that's the most important part, but you know, wow. that extra day to focus on, you know, obviously catching up and trying to get done too is difficult. So it's interesting, but I was thinking about it this morning a little bit as I was getting going and gotten, you know, ready for the day. But what do you think it's going to be like for, you know, you're seeing a lot of articles now about people coming out of this pandemic and, you know, the, the mental health of, you know, these workers that now, you know, have to be kind of quote unquote forced at times to go back to work and, mm-hmm their feelings. I know I'm dealing with, um, you know, a, a somewhat of a personal friend and, and he's fighting his employer, you know, he's demanding not to come back to work mm-hmm. full time, you know, five days a week, you know, he wants to work remote for two days a week and the employer is struggling with this. And, you know, that happened, geez, maybe several weeks ago, but now mm-hmm. we're getting this onslaught of, you know, the world's open again, people should come back to work and, and what's the feedback, but, you mm-hmm. know, from your professional opinion, what, what is going to happen to these employees? You know, what do you think is going to be their their holdback or the employer's issues when they start start to come back? Well, I think there's a lot there. There's just a lot of focus on mental health in the workplace period, and then you you put that that pandemic and all the issues going mm-hmm. on on top of that, and it like 
it's triple fold. It, it's just there's a plethora of issues that you have to deal with. Um, but mental health in the workplace is a big topic right now, just because mental health in general is a huge topic in society right now. And my question, our question that we've kind of been batting back and forth a little bit is how, as an employer, do you handle that? Because you, you know, everything about a person's being affects how they work. Right. It affects how they show up in the workplace. It affects what they do in the workplace. It affects how they can focus and be productive and be engaged. And, um, you know, when, when your employees are not doing well, you know it, you feel it. You can't always pinpoint it. You don't always know what it is depending on the employee and how they communicate or how they try to hide it. But, you know, there's something off. And how do you face those issues? How do you deal with that? Yeah, what kind of tools and resources do companies have now to look forward? You know, we, you know, I can't say that we were fortunate, but, you know, we were fortunate to a degree that, you know, our business um, was not subject to a lot of people working from home. You know, we, we were a necessity to a lot of clients. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we had to be out and about. We, mm-hmm. we had to be continuing our work and really helping, you know, those people kind of get set up. So our internal people, people that we work with every day, um, you know, they really aren't super impacted with it. They had you know, overworked. I think. Right. I was going to say yeah. they had the opposite where they're just burnt out. Yeah. Like they had so much to do. There's so much stuff going on all the time. It's just like, okay, we need a break. We yeah. need to be able to breathe for a minute. They had kind of the opposite of that. I remember when we, when the, everything kind of first shut down for a while, um, we were at home for a couple weeks, but not very long. Yeah, no. And then when we started hitting it hard, I remember reading all these articles and seeing these commercials and reading, you know, all these blogs about taking it slow and taking advantage of the time you have down. And I'm like, that's not us. We are not in that boat. No, I sometimes, you know, I, you know, I said this before in a couple episodes prior, I forget which one, um, maybe episode eight, I think it was the chaos one where, you know, we, we thrive in it. But it got to the point of like, you know, we're we're slowing down a little bit those first week or so. And then all of a sudden everybody's ramping up because everybody is working from home and trying to get them them set up. And, you know, I I mean, it was less than probably five, five percent. I mean, absolutely. Almost nobody, you know, said that they were mad or disgruntled from working from home. Everybody started to love it. And then you started to see um, more Facebook posts, more Instagram posts and reels and, you know, people being home with kids have been able to take their kids to um, school if it was in or do the al- the alternate days in our world, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, the kids are at home and doing their thing and being able to be home with them. And, you know, the parents, I had to go through daycare issues and fighting um, people for watching their children. You know, they largely overcame all that. Mm-hmm. And now they're used to that environment. They're used to being able to say, hey, I have to get my work done. I have a block of things to do and I have this amount of time to do it hack the system and my work will be done if you work in an industry that you can do that with. Right. And now employers are coming back saying, um, no, we, we want to see your desk eight to five Monday through Friday, five mm-hmm. days a week. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge problem. I think it is. I think there's some people who miss the quote unquote normalcy 100%. and we're looking forward to getting back to that and that will be good for them. But there is that sector of people that were just like, you know what? I've been doing this for a year. I don't want to go back. So how does a manager look at, I mean, you know, you, you know, I've, I've had some really good managers over, over the years and, um, you know, back years ago, Eric Johnson was one person that com- comes to mind and I probably saw him, I used to work at Nelnet years ago and he was in the Denver office. I was in Lincoln and, um, you know, I, I probably saw him three times, maybe four times 
throughout my tenure there. Um, but he was a wonderful manager. He really knew how to engage, um, you know, his staff, his people, the people that worked with him and, um, really hold them. And, but I think most managers can't do that. I think managers struggle really holding people accountable because they really, A, don't know how to manage people and B, if they do do it, they have to see them every day and, you know, in their desk and kind of put their finger on their neck. They, they have a really hard time holding them accountable when they are remote. But how do you think managers today are going to be doing this? Like when they're going to be asked a question, Hey, can I work from home? two days a week or three days a week, or why can't I just do this all the time? Because certain careers, you know, technology, marketing, sales, um, data entry, you know, a lot of these things don't require you to come into mm-hmm. a physical building. Well, I think a lot of those managers, quote unquote, they don't necessarily have a choice in the matter themselves either. You know, their directives are coming from somebody above. So they're kind of the middleman trying to manage those things. Right. And it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy for those managers. I think, you know, depending on the personalities and the type of work and everything you have going on, there's so many different dynamics and each manager has to look at each situation differently and their personalities, their work habits, all of those things, but then be fair and even across the board too. And that's a really hard balance to strike. And it's not going to be easy for managers. Managing people isn't easy anyway. I mean, you just, you have so many, you have so many variables when it comes to managing and, and you throw this on top of it and it just makes things all the more hard. Yeah. I know people are struggling to hire people right now and, you know, workforce, you know, we've all heard the the news where people just don't want to come back to work. They want to take advantage mm-hmm. of the unemployment benefits and those are canceling and people are just saying, Hey, I really don't want to go back and, and so on and so forth. And then now that they are coming back, you have a disgruntled workforce because they really don't want to be there anyways, but they have to be there to make money. And then you're at the point where you may have disgruntled employees, you know, ones that probably should not be around the company anymore, but you're afraid to let them go because of the fact that, hey, it's going to be really hard to replace that person. And if you do let them go, now what? Because now you're just down one person, but yet they're still producing to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we we have a couple clients in that same situation now yeah well even i mean you and i were commenting on the fact this weekend that everywhere we look people are hiring people are trying to find somebody we have clients all the time that are like how do we hire people we can't find anybody we can't find anybody and i don't know how many ads i saw this weekend that people were like we're giving hiring bonuses hiring bonuses hiring bonuses for basic entry-level positions and it's just like what have we come to two thousand dollar twenty five hundred dollar bonus for hiring an electrician or you know, not, uh, not like food service workers. Yeah. Basic it's crazy. Stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. So I, I don't know. It's, I, th- I think it's going to be tough. And I think a lot of people need to take advantage of, you know, experts like you that can really show people how to, you know, really manage people and walk them through that process and, and, um, you know, kind of look at it, you know, because it's like anything else. It's like, there's not going to be one you know, one book or one thing you can read or hear that's going to say, Hey, this is the magic bullet. This is how I'm going to manage all these folks, but you have to apply some empathy towards it because you're going to have like, we, you just got done saying a whole group of individuals and you may have, you know, maybe 10 people and you're going to have five different ways to manage these 10 different people depending on their circumstances. And then you got to bridge the gap on how to keep it quote unquote fair. Right. Not, not an easy task. No, it's not. It's going to be almost nearly impossible. Plus you have to balance that, you know, like we, like we started the podcast, you have to balance that 
that mental health issue and take into consideration what everybody has going mm-hmm. on right now. Um, not only from everything that's happened with the pandemic, but just everything, the weird things, the weird issues that people are dealing with overall right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times I've turned to employees and friends and clients that say, you know what, this is what's going on in my life right now. And, and it's hard and I don't know how to deal with it. And people are bringing those into the mm-hmm. workplace and it affects them. It, it affects does. them. It affects their coworkers. It affects their employees. So how do you delicately handle that situation? Um, when a lot of people aren't comfortable dealing with that themselves and, and being honest with an employer and saying, look, this is what I'm going through. You know, just work with me. Give me, be, be patient. Just, I want you to know what's going on. Um, I'll never, I'll never forget the respect I had for one of my employees not too long ago who said, you know what, I'm facing some things and I, I'm, I'm really struggling with this and this is what I'm doing to try to fix this. I just want you to know so that if you see anything different with you, me, you understand what's going on. Yeah. And that gave me so much respect for this person. And I thought, okay, I can work with that. But it's hard to work with somebody when you have no, you know, something's off, you know, something's going on, but you don't know what to do to help them. You don't know how to, you know, talk to them about anything. And so right. that, I, and managers are facing that day in and day out with the employees that they, they work with. Well, so. you, you know, you've always had a good knack and I mean, you're very skilled at it where you can have deep interpersonal relationships with, you know, the people that you manage and the people that, that you work with and the customers that you work with. So there's a sense of, of comfort in speaking with you. And, um, you know, obviously through, through the years that I've known you, I've experienced that myself. And when you get through it and you know, who is the person she's still on the air now, Delilah, I think oh, Delilah. Yeah, it's like, she <laughs> is she on the air? I, mean, the I air. haven't heard her forever. Yeah, she, I, I miss her, but yeah, link below, Delilah. I guess <laughs> there you go. But you know, it's like you, you, you're calm. You, you have this, this calming voice about you where people just want to start talking with you. And you know, when you're sitting in that therapy office and, and, and you've sat in one, one before I've, been in them. I've, I have, we have good friends that are therapists for, for a living on many different levels. Um, and when you sit inside this person's couch, you know, sitting on their couch, on their chair and they don't talk a whole lot, but you feel like you have to talk and you get to, you get to a point where you get very comfortable with them. I think a lot of times these, these current managers that are out there, they don't have that relationship with the people that they supervise. They have more of a mom dad relationship, like I'm your superior, and that's farthest from the truth. You know, um, that should not be be the case. But at the end of the day, it just feels like you know the employees are are scared to talk to that person. Like I'm scared to talk to the boss. I'm scared to talk to the CEO because you know what is you know he or she going to be thinking about about me mm-hmm. versus the employee that um, or the person that you said at one time saying, hey, I'm going through some things, and you know you may see that some things are off or whatnot, but there was a complete. Um, position of trust that they had with you mm-hmm. and it was comfortable. Well, and I, I think that's, that's the, I mean, that, that also is a hard balance to strike because you do have to maintain that professional relationship, not get too involved or emotional and yet be able to be empathetic and be there for your employees and have a good understanding of who they are and what they need. And that's a hard balance to find in a lot of areas, in a lot of a lot of ways it's it takes a special kind of person and the reciprocal right i mean it 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 takes two special people to 
kind of understand that mix, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Makes makes perfect yeah. sense. No, I, I definitely get it. Are there resources, you know, I, I know you can train, talk people through it, talk companies through this process, but, you know, what type of resources are people looking at now, managed org or companies to, you know, really help engage this new workforce that's coming back because it is a new workforce. It is, it is nothing like they, yeah. you know, they hired person A, person A went home for a year. Now person B is coming back and these personalities have changed. The attitudes have changed. Their outlook on life has changed. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole vaccine thing, you know, mask or no mask and, you know, all that stuff is all new. And now that people are faced with it, but what kind of resources can, you know, the employers or the employees turn to for help? Well, that's something that we're really working on because we're finding that even in, even with the people that we work with nearest and dearest to us, yeah. um, okay, how do we deal with this? How do we overcome it? And we're all just entering this new phase and, and you and I have been talking a ton about, okay, the workforce is changing. It feels like more drastically than it has in several years. Yeah. And it's going to continue to change rapidly. And how are we going to tackle this? And I think it's it's about talking about it, um, you know, bringing light to the situation, employers being there for other employers, understanding I, I'm not the only one who's going through this. You know, each company I talk to says, I just can't find anybody. I'm having a hard time finding somebody. Well, you're no different than, you know, the other five employers that I've talked to. And I think it's just um, talking about it. I I think there needs to be more one-on-one -on -one training with managers and individuals. I also, there's EAP programs, you know, yeah. there's employer assistance programs. And sometimes some employers use those quite well and sometimes they those programs just fall flat on their face uh, depending on the organization and how how they utilize them eaps are hard in some ways because they are quite limited in the services that they offer correct um you know you can't go to a counselor for six sessions and have everything be fixed and and th those are it, it's a good jumping point and it has its place but it's not a long-term solution and so there's just a lot that needs to be talked about yeah, you know, you read these books and people come in with certain, you know, business models that they want to overlay their company with and say, hey, we're going to manage our company to this model or this book or this is the way that, you know, we're going to review things. And that world was very strong, I think, for a very long time. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we were somewhat pseudo practitioners of, you know, a framework or some framework like that, you mm -hmm. know, but coming out of this thing, you know, not that they, they don't exist. And I apologize in advance for those that don't agree with me, but. I think a lot of the stuff has been blown out of the water yeah. because, um, you know, you aren't going to be able to manage a company to, you know, a 200 page book and saying, this is how we're going to run our company and we're going to follow this model well, because yeah. at the end of the day, you're going to assume that everybody is the same person inside that model mm -hmm. and they're not. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously. I mean, we've, we've, like you said, we've kind of been a pseudo practitioner of that over the last couple of years and we've tried to put ourselves in that box we've tried to fit in that box and we're just not fitting in that box. No. And we recently said, you know what, this is not us. This is not working for us. Forget it. Yeah. It's, it's now what? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, you're trying to force yourself to be someone that you're not. And, you know, and even if you are that person and say you, you completely believe in this way, um, you may have 20, 30 people behind you that don't believe in it at all. Yeah. And now you got to convince them to drink the Kool-Aid and that ain't going to work. Pardon the French, but yeah, well, bad grammar, I guess. <laughs>
Yeah. It is what it is. You know, I, I think therapy sessions are good. I think, you know, companies need to bring in more, um, probably a lot more team building exercises with their employees. Um, things are bonding moments, not necessarily everybody run out and throw axes together and, you know, barbecue. I mean, that, that's done very, that. done that. <laughs> it's, it's very important, but I think, you know, you really need to bring in an expert to really help bond the team together and not like a kumbaya fest and everybody's singing songs, but oh, you, really, you definitely can't force it. No, like you, it can't be fake. Like yeah. you call it fake fun. Yeah. Forced fun. Forced fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's bring in the balloons and the clowns and everybody pretend they're going to be happy and have a golfing tournament. I mean, that's just not going to work. I mean, I think there was a time and a place for that, but nowadays with everybody coming back into the offices, you know, there's going to be a lot of people trying to foster and build those relationships again. But at the end of the day, businesses still have to run and you really got to have the people there to be on top of that culture inside the company to really help them grow, but be aware that a lot of people are struggling through a lot of certain things. So I, I know weird you times <laughs> what's up? Weird times. Weird time. There's Absolutely. just a lot going on in a lot of people's lives. That's just like, what yeah. is happening right now? Yeah. You do an amazing job with that. I mean, when you talk to clients and, and customers and people that you work with and trainings, I mean, you do such a good job expressing that, you know, it's kind of getting them to, you know, pick up on it and for them to actually change their, their model. Because I've had companies where, you know, all the workers have been inside the offices through this, this pandemic and, and some of the, um, clients that we work with and all the managers have been home, like all the executives and the middle managers, they're gone, mm -hmm. but the workers, they're still working every day. So mm -hmm. it's like the reverse effect on there where these workers have been managerless, if that's a word, you know, they've mm -hmm. not been supervised on a day to day basis. They've kind of done their own thing and they're doing it now. All of a sudden the managers are coming back. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's they haven't changed. It's going to be a shift for everybody too. It's going to be a shift. That's, that's definitely a big deal. Well, so. And I think, I think the hard part is about what I do is that everybody looks to me and says, okay, this is the problem. What do I do? Fix mm -hmm. it. Go. Delilah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, well, I so wish it were that simple. I mean. So what, what you should do is like, say like three or four sentences and then just say, I'm going to pick out this song for you. There you go. Crank up the volume a little bit. There you go. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. But I don't know. It does. It's not, there's not a magic bullet out there that, mm -hmm. that's going to fix the problem right away. And like I said, I have, I have a lot of clients look to me and say, okay, this is the issue. How do I fix it? Go. Yeah. And it's, it's a process. I mean, it's a process A for me to get to know their culture and know who they are know what their goals are know what they want but also know the individual pieces and how everything and everybody puts together are put together and right. um you know interpersonal relationships don't just you can't wave a magic wand and have no. everything be okay overnight it takes time and it takes effort and it takes um it takes not just the leaders it's not just the leader's responsibility. No, it's um, not. Unfortunately, it often falls on the leader to make that happen. Um, but it's a matter of, okay, how do we trickle this down so that everybody's on the same page and everybody can move forward together and everybody can um, learn to live and work and play cohesively, I guess. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I think the EAP providers, I think mental health counselors, I think um, behavioral therapists, I think, um, human resources leaders, I think, um, CEOs, I think they all have a job ahead of them over the next several years to really, really 
do this and they need to bond together and figure out how we're going to do this and pull through because if they're not careful, they're not going to have a workforce left when, when they're done because so many people are hiring and mm-hmm. you know, there's people that say, Hey, why should I do this anymore? I'll jump over here, make a couple bucks more over something I don't love to do and find out, you know, several months later, they're not happy, but yet they don't care because they're not going to put up with the stuff anymore. And who's taking care of the leaders? Like, the leaders in these organizations are not exempt from these and they're no. the ones trying to run the company there's the one they're the ones trying to you know keep everybody together and on track and moving forward and they're facing their own struggles and their own stresses who who takes care of them yeah. how how do they find the the support that they need you know i think this would be a, an awesome clubhouse group like if we hop on clubhouse and just create that channel and uh start talking through it and see what happens I think it'd be fun. It could be interesting. You're on Clubhouse, right? No, you're not. I'm not. I you am. Are. I am. It's a fun app. Is it? It's scary. <laughs> yeah, it is scary. Yeah, just listening, so it's wonderful. But anyways, um, yeah, so let's wrap this thing up and, you know, really kind of focus on, you know, talk to, you know, talk to people like Michaela, these experts in the world that understand, you know, how to lead people, what to actually say. Um, look at your local EAP, um, behavioral health providers that are out there, independent counselors. I think they all do a wonderful job. Um, and if you have a friend or family, you know, kind of pick their mind too a little bit, and, you know, and look at your employees and focus on your employees and look at the stars, look at the ones that are unhappy, read their body language and kind of just ease back into the water a little bit because it's it's going to be a little cold. So, Yep. It's going to be tricky. All right. Thanks everybody for joining. Um, episode 11 is in the wraps. Appreciate it. Hope you guys all have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye.